Welcome to the After Thoughts podcast, (laughs) where we share our thoughts after stuff. This is episode Sweet 16, my friends. Sweet Sweet 16. 16. So let's just get straight to the hard-hitting questions. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you do for your sweet sixteen? We, we always get straight to the oh, straight yeah, to what talking about. What did you do for your sweet sixteen in honor of our sweet sixteen? The sweet episode. sixteen. I got my license. I remember that the day nice. after. I got my braces off wow. like the week before. My teeth were bad growing up, so that was like a that was a big day. That was a big day. Yeah, I've I've I went from like being like a solid three to like a <laughs> solid four at that. You got the, at that point. when you show up to high school without braces, you're a new <laughs> yeah, oh, you're a new yeah. person. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. That's such a good feeling. Yes. What'd you um, do? I, okay, so I actually was in Mexico on a mission trip. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, here, here we go. Here we go. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, uh, that's just where I was. It just happened to be during my birthday. That's right. I remember It was that. a fun trip. It was a great trip. And then we got back. Trip. I got my braces off. Wow. Got, got my license. It's a big weapon and thing. And thought about when you turned 16. Went into junior year of high school. Nice. nice it was great, man. Yeah. <laughs> Things were really looking up. <clears throat> Yo, yeah. Yeah. On my 16th birthday, I got my first cell phone. Mm. Nice. I did too. Really? Okay, yeah. Yep. Which probably sounds crazy now because people mm-hmm. get phones at yeah. age 10. First cell phone, mm-hmm. got to start driving, got my license on my birthday, yeah. and got my brother's hand-me-down 89 Chevy Blazer. Yeah. And drove it that to the mall. Blazer. Drove it to the mall with my new iPod. That was the biggest birthday. With your wow. new iPod. I got a phone That's iPod a big and moment. got my brother's piece of crap car. Do you remember uh go-to like playlist on that first drive? What music uh, were you into? Oh man. Probably either Death Cab or yep. like really hardcore rap <laughs> that I did not have any place listening <laughs> yeah. to. I would have guessed that. Just a 16-year-old yes. in the suburbs that looked like I was 10. Right. Just with some wild chameleon air song or something right, like that right, right. going on did you guys pass your driving test the very first time mm-hmm. you did i did yeah. did to you barely reach the pedals but you I, did it i remember that day I so was well so close yeah it was uh <laughs> i had it man it was in the bag and then on the way back to the uh what the dmv is that what it is is that where you i don't, I don't know I think where, so. that's where you take it the driver's test place yeah, where, yeah. where master class was um master we're coming up to a light and it's green and it turned it turned yellow at like the most in like the worst time where it's like I could either oh, hit no. the brakes yeah. and really slow down or do I speed up a little bit and get through? Yeah. And I was like, you know how you wait a couple seconds and you're like, uh-huh. I have to either do one or the other. And then I sped up and then she like barely saw it turn red as she was like looking up as uh-huh. we were driving yeah, over the light. Dude. And I was like, this is all right. It doesn't count. Okay. So I she literally failed me. And oh, I had to come man. back whatever three days later. That's a bummer. Yeah. Sorry, Did you get your Saturn view I was always, then? I was always insecure about that. I didn't tell anybody. Oh, well, everybody well, else passed it on their first. Yeah, check, now you've told everybody, everybody in the world. Millions of viewers. Well, now I'm in- incredibly confident. <laughs> Good. So, I mean, I've been to the moon and back. <laughs> oh yeah, That's welcome right. back. Welcome back. Welcome back from the moon. Yeah, I'm really jet lagged, so I'm trying to chug coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, what time is it there? It's tomorrow. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So it's yeah. probably hard for you to record a podcast today. It's tomorrow, but it's in the middle of the night. Do they even have time there? It's kind of, it's, there's a little time. There's some time. You age pretty quickly on the moon, right? So you feel like a year older? Actually, I'm a year younger. You're younger. Oh, it's backwards. That's not how that works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. No. Well, Um, happy sweet 16. Thanks, man. Since you confessed something about failing your driver's test, thinking about you guys getting your braces off, I shared this in a sermon a few years ago, and Rod from the parking team has held on to that, who's probably my favorite person at our church. (laughs) 
in my sophomore year of high school, I got my braces off. Mm-hmm. Right when uh, I had a like my first girlfriend, kind of like serious high yeah. school girlfriend. And then she got braces and I broke up with her. Right. <laughs> but I had had braces our whole relationship. Right, right, so right. That'll tell you a little bit about That's, who I was. Yeah. And that was the reason you broke up with her? Yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> but it was. But well, you're that's good. It now. Pretty messed up. Yeah. yeah. But it was implied. Not the it was best. Pretty obvious. Yeah, I think she probably knew. But then I got an iPod. So oh, yeah. I was yeah. living large. No, I you see know? both sides of that. What was I yeah. supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, last uh, iPod week. iPod go to your head, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Yes. Uh, last week was arguably the best episode of all time. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Doug was on the moon. Yeah. We it were was here. Very, very funny. <laughs> I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. And then Caleb reported this morning that we have the least views of any episode on that episode. Unacceptable, guys. I just think it was because it was Thanksgiving week. Unacceptable. If we're going to blame anything, Thanksgiving week. um, I also, it could be because early on in the episode, there was a little bit of a spat. And people get uncomfortable with fights and feuds. Yeah, don't like conflict. Mm. Because our intern, Ethan, made us this incredible, like 9.5 out of 10 apple pie. 9.6. But Mm. Kayla hated it. And so to try to bring peace to the set, Ethan's here. Would you come over here real quick? Just stand over by Doug. We're going to model confrontation. We're going to Matthew 18 this thing. We need to change change the connotation of confrontation. So let's referee this. Um, I I don't like confrontation. Hey, Ethan, here you go. Ethan, I'd like to ask, you obviously watch every episode probably multiple times. Yeah. When you saw (laughs) Kayla just trash your pie that you'd worked really hard on, how did that make you feel? You know... My heart immediately went to Matthew 7, oh, where it wow. says they oh, will not wow. know you by your fruit. Ah. She doesn't know me by my pie. That's yeah. right. Mm. Wow. She doesn't so like you by your pie. Thing. It's a heart yeah. thing. Oh. Kayla, can you, as you've reflected on a, a pretty harsh review for a guy who really tried his best, has your heart changed? No, my heart has not changed. Okay. Um, wow. What I'm confused heart. about heart. is we're supposed to be Christians telling the truth. Uh, hmm. So you would want me to lie and fake a number? Wow. I think if I gave you a 10 out of 10 for your pie, <laughs> you would know. <laughs> Airtight I, argument. Still me in the corner. That is, yeah. I think if I gave you a 10 out of 10 for your pie, you'd be like, that's unrealistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There are. Ethan, you're great. You're a great this guy. This is a horrible breakup text. <laughs> this is a horrible start to a conversation. At least, it's at not least, your yeah. it's not your pie. At least, Kayla. <laughs> well, she's kind of not. She's kind of like it's not me. It is your pie. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. It seems like. Like I'm you know just what? saying, there's so many bakers out there. I don't know if I've tasted the best pie yeah. in the world. Yeah. That's, that's ten great. out of ten pie. That's a high number. You didn't Seven have to go to ten. Yeah, we were looking more for like an eight or a nine. I uh, Seven like feels 9. like five. passive aggressive. Like I didn't really like this. No, I didn't. But did I'm gonna be nice. Because here's the thing. Like you get pie. you get an A in a class, nine out of ten, you're pumped. A B, eight out of ten, you're pumped. Seven out of ten is when you're starting to get down to it's that. Like, like, yeah. I, yeah, I you showed up. You answered. You tried. You tried. And that's about all you did. So you basically said it's a C minus of a pie. Well, 7.5? You know Does that help? <laughs> we got her to 7.5. This might make you feel better because after we filmed, I was kind of like, hey, Kayla, I mean, oh, no. we love Look Ethan. She's like, well, it just, my favorite, it just wasn't my favorite oh, apple no. pie. And then I found out where she gets her favorite <laughs> apple pie Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that that leads anyway. me that leads me to feel like maybe you're vindicated a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was a great pie, as Ryan pointed out, it was New York style, <laughs> New York style, style pie. Really got me good. Did not believe it was smoked though. So, he didn't. He didn't know if you were messing with him, but they're not doing that at but Walmart. But you did put it on. I guarantee you that. No, you got no, them. They're beat. sure not. You did put it on your smoker. I did. On. Well, on behalf of Jacob, Doug, Ryan, and I, we'd like to say thank you. Phenomenal for the pie. pie. We really enjoyed it. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate yeah, y'all. Thank you, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Kayla, get out of here. There's. <laughs> Kayla, Take your pies and get out. <laughs> there's this great Christmas movie, Kayla, that I want to recommend you watch. It's about this guy okay. who was kind of rejected by everybody. Oh, yeah. Ended up choosing yeah. to just live in isolation. Yeah. And uh, his heart literally mm. shrunk. Mm. And then because of the Christmas mm-hmm. spirit, it grew mm-hmm. three times the size. Oh. He didn't choose isolation. His parents left him home alone. Okay? Oh. <laughs> it's not his fault. No. Are we talking about... <laughs> he accidentally talking... climbed into Santa's bag and ended up in the North Pole. That's right. Thank That's you. why he was in yeah, isolation. Yes. So, with all that said, you need to watch It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> so and can't say enough good things about the holiday. I thought we were talking about The Grinch. And then we I thought we were talking about Home Alone. <laughs> Where'd you get that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> too, much, too much fun this holiday season. Oh, uh, we're having uh, fun. All giggles. that to say, that was a great episode, and I hope people go back and watch yeah. it. Because Come if on, you guys. need to laugh, you'll laugh. If you need to hear about whatever we talked about, other than that, you also will hear that. So let's we get, talked about let's get some, that. something. Love to see that. Yeah, you know, out there. But let's focus on today. Now that we've kind of dealt with the past. Yeah. And we have questions with Kayla. Face hey forward. Guys. Yeah, face forward. We're moving on. Don't yeah. yes. look back. Yes. Um, so you guys haven't talked about the Broncos. Oh yeah. Well, you... thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem. They can't lose. Will they ever <laughs> lose again? again? All we do is win, win, win. No matter what, no something's matter happening. What? Something's going on. It's it's magic. We're in the hunt. Oh yeah. Winnable games left. <sighs> Playing in Houston this weekend. Yep. Could beat them. Wow. Yep. Um, well, in honor I just don't want to say too much. Oh. You know? like, don't don't say too much. No. But I will say this: ever since we put this hat too here. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. It's the hat. Okay. I think so. There's no way to <laughs> totally prove that scientifically. Or just a little. We're just a little stitches. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, here's a question. Would you rather be a coach for the best team in whatever sport that is that you choose or be a player on that team? Hmm. You play well, so you're not just riding the bench. How old are we? However old you want to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your prime years. Then I want to be the best player on the best team at age 18. Yep. Wow. Got a great career ahead of me. So what what position? Yeah, and what sport? sport? Be 18 when you graduate high school. Oh. Uh, oh, it's got to be a team sport. 18-year-old baseball player. Oh. Best player on my team. All right. Yeah. It's a lot of games every year, man. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Hard yep. to have a family. I'm 18. I don't I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a huge contract That's coming right. my way. Just too busy crushing it. Just, yep. hitting, just hitting dingers. Oh yeah. For the Rockies? She said best team. Oh, that's right. In this, in this world, they can be the best okay, team. Okay, then yes. The Rockies are the best team in baseball. I am the starting center fielder. Yeah. Mm. Center fielder would be fun. So you're going to... I hitter. just watched Moneyball. That's basically doing what he did, and that didn't turn out very well. Well, it turned out pretty well. well what did you think of Moneyball? Made something out of nothing. That was nothing. actually a great movie. It's a, good it's a movie, really right? good yeah. movie, isn't it? Yeah. One of the best. Really it's good. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you'd say you're not rating Moneyball 7 out of 10 yeah. or you can oh, get the yeah. heck out of here. Okay. <laughs> that was like an 8.8. 8. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair I'll enough. Yep. I listened to the soundtrack mm-hmm. on the flight home Come on. three days ago. Wow. So good. What would you be, Ryan? I would be uh, 25. 
and I am the shooting guard for the best NBA team. Wow. The Nuggets. And and hopefully it's the Nuggets. But I'll all I don't really have to play too much defense. Nice. I I'm NBA. just a great I'm great at shooting threes. Yep. And drive every once in a while to change it up, but mostly just mostly just shoot. Cool. I'd be Sean McVay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Around coach, that age, coach. A young yeah. coach. LA. That'd be cool. Yeah. All of those things. That'd be cool. That's okay. who I would be. He's awesome. That's cool. That's right. my answer. No concussions. Would, would you have one of those guys who follow you around and pull you? Yeah, yeah. Keep you on the sideline. Yeah. We yeah. can do that for you. Yeah. I'm playing baseball. Yeah, I need that on Sunday. I got, like, I got 162 <laughs> games yeah. and yeah. playoffs for the best. I shouldn't have even brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to choose playing football, but then yeah, then you get, get hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah. Guarantee you, I get injured. If it wasn't a oh, team yeah. sport, golf. Golf. Best golfer oh, yeah. in the world at 18. Give me that. That would be. That's that's something. Yeah. It's a good one. Or a pro surfer. I was going to say, which, which would you rather be? But I think you'd rather be a pro golfer who has a hobby of surfing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and live, you can make a lot more money. And you could live oh, in, yeah. on the coast in California Not, on, a, that's what it's on a golf course and surf. But it is some of it. And we'll get into that later. We'll every day. <laughs> yeah. Guys. That sounds good, Doug. Uh, sounds good. I love it. <laughs> Tough to be back from the moon and remember that you're not that, Doug. Yeah. You're just Doug. a, yeah, a yeah. lowly Back pastor. to reality. You can, be, you can be whoever you want on the moon. <laughs> a lowly pastor. You can be whoever you want on the moon. Yeah. 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 That's true because there's nobody else to tell you you're not. Yeah. yeah I did was, you guys well, there's 1,200 people, like, you said. Guinness Book of Moon Records. Oh. No, nobody from Guinness was there. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. It would be pretty yeah. easy to set. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're just a little bit yeah, past. Yeah, if someone from Guinness was there, it'd be easy. We're, we're almost well. to the Try getting stuff. one of them there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well. Highest almost, jump on the moon. <laughs> we're almost through the intro stuff by 10 minutes. Thanks to Doug, though. We can reverse time because he was on the moon. Oh, kind yeah. of a Benjamin, an actual yeah. Benjamin button, not a reverse <laughs> Benjamin button. Sort of like Benjamin button in reverse kind of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the next question, Kayla? Uh, speaking of time, wow, it's like you're reading my mind. Um, would you we rather are. live 200 years in the past or 200 years in the future? Ooh, 200 years in the past would put us... Future. 19th century. Yeah, future. There's like, <laughs> if there is one. No electricity and yeah. let's be honest, t- that's tough you live, living. You live until you're 30 or 40 on average. <laughs> the yeah, the one thing. Everybody's like, I would have thrown. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah crushed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have Kaiser Permanente offices <laughs> yeah. back then. You just found some local guy that's like, I can pour some alcohol on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this will fix it. <laughs> that's good. The, the <laughs> one benefit to going in the past is you could be the one to invent, like the iPhone. Yeah. That's true. Uh, iPod. 200 years ago, though. <laughs> yeah, very groundbreaking. <laughs> be, We're going to skip a lot of steps wow. here. Yeah, so just we're because talking, you know what the iPhone is doesn't mean you can make one. <laughs> no, I know how we're to do it. We're talking 1823. 1823. Yeah. iPhone 1, not the iPhone X. But close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that seems tough. Yeah, we're going we're forward. Going, we're going future. Face forward, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, this will be my last one until the next one, I guess, actually. So two more. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of saying that. <laughs> your, second, <laughs> your second to last question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well know why said. I worded like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well. Would you rather wrestle a gorilla or two alligators? Oh, man. <laughs> two alligators. Just to move a little faster, try to get on land, try to run away. <laughs> <laughs> Can you run away or do you have to wrestle them to like the death? Let's say you win. No matter what. So oh, like, wow. Changes the stakes. Yeah. 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 Very low so, stakes all of a sudden. Yeah, that there's none. Awesome. There's actually no stakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, like you guys said in another question, it's like a rough one. 
Like, like you're you know, going to get beat up, yeah. obviously, but yeah. you'll come out somehow victorious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. That's a cool story, I guess. Is Which story yeah. do you want to be able to yeah, the story yeah. you'll tell? Yeah, so say that. The story you'll tell. Uh, probably the crocodile one. Mm. Yeah, same. Did you say crocodiles or alligators? Because that'll change my answer. Alligators. No. I can alligators. never remember the difference. Can you remind me? I feel like crocodiles are more I think intense. it's the snout. It's an intensity thing. Something with the teeth. <laughs> I think it's the snout. Something with the teeth one's on the snout. One's pointed and one's... Yeah. Um, Same thing. I, ch- I would choose the alligator. I feel like it's uh, yeah. you're either your skin shredded from alligator teeth or mm. all your bones are crushed yeah. and you have concussions from a gorilla. Right. That's true. And, but if, they, if an alligator or crocodile vice grip bites you, they break your arm or your leg. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to go Just well. how would you rather gonna, have your I'm arm I'm going to say a gorilla because off. then I could tell Emily that I defeated a gorilla. There you, there you go. Because she believes she could and she can't. <laughs> Congrats. Thank you. On your no, big, but to prove, your her right, to prove yourself right, you have to die. <laughs> the gorilla has to kill you. Hopefully So then fast. I could tell her, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emily, you were wrong. See? Oh, that's see? a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say well, that but at your funeral. Ethan, Ethan gave his life. He, to prove this point. <laughs> yes. You just hope that that gorilla kills you fast in that situation. Yeah. That would be tough. Yeah. Great question. How'd you Kayla? think of that? Uh, Google. <laughs> nice. It seems nice. a little elitist that there's alligators and crocodiles. Like you're all the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. Come on. Maybe there's. You're all mini dinosaurs. I'm sure there's more to it. You're. Yeah, yeah. They are. They are dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, on the more serious note. Who is probably the most generous person you know? Just to clarify, this is the last question, or this is there going to be the last no, one before the next question? This is the, the, the penultimate question? Yeah. Penultimate. Yeah, this nice. is, yeah. It's a vocab word. For yeah. This is your first to last question? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> most generous person we know yeah. or we've met? And it could also be, like, with their time, money, wisdom, however. Mm. Wow. I have an answer. Okay. That's perfect because <laughs> that's what we're waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the time to say it. <clears throat> you guys have answers? Why don't you go first? Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, Sean and Jill Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. If you don't know them, they are the senior pastors of all of Red Rocks Church. Mm-hmm. Very, very generous people. Um, they let you live at their house. They did. They very put generous. us up when we were homeless for two months before we moved yeah. to Austin to start this church. And yeah. yeah, generous with their home, generous with their time, generous with their resources, yeah, generous mm-hmm. with memories, everything. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of good memories from that two months. Good in their home. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> I'm gonna give a shout out to an entire family. Whoa, the Fonzes. Nice. So we talk about, uh, we, we yeah. gave a shout out to Randy Fonz a few weeks ago. Had a heart attack he, listening to this. Right. Um, they also let me live with them for a summer in between high school and college. Um, they've always, they were always super generous growing up, giving us space to have just the worst garage band ever, but putting up with us. And we practiced um, in their basement a couple times a week. So loud. So loud. Would there be so a way loud. at some point that we could get just a piece oh, yeah. of one of the songs that oh, we could yeah. play over this? There is a way. Will it happen? I don't. <laughs> I'm going to keep it from happening. Uh, but then, Life finds a way. But then Matt and Jess. Let's work on that. Fonz, of course. I go spend a week with them in Hawaii mm-hmm. every week or every year. Fonz I wish it was every week, yeah. every year. And it's just. Ryan the goes best. for 12 hours a week <laughs> to Kauai. They are generous with their time, generous with 
everything. They're the best. Man, great answers, guys. Um, I've always seen, I've shouted out my grandpa last week, but I've always seen him very generous financially. He's mm. helped so many people in a way that has never really asked for anything in return or doesn't even want people to know. Uh, so I'll throw him up there. I would also, I'll shout out another guy we shout out here, which is Jeff Atkinson. Jeff. Jeff and Becky Atkinson. Yeah. James Madison University people. Mm-hmm. Ever since we met them, they're just always looking for a way to s- serve somebody, give something, help somebody. Yeah. And uh, very grateful for them. And encourage us along the way. Yeah. Which Holy is God. really, really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very generous with encouragement, uh-huh. which most people are not. They're generous with their critiques. Oh, yeah. A lot of people. But the Atkinsons, not so much. Mm-hmm. Great people. Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks for asking, Kayla. No and that, just to Ethan. confirm, that was the last question. That was okay. the final Great. question. Great. Well, then let's talk about money. Let's Speaking do it. Speaking of generosity, let's do it. Doug's been talking a whole lot about money at church. Two weeks in a row. Oh. The, oh. the amount of people that came up to me in the lobby and said, Doug, back to back. Back to back weeks. I said, Yeah, he's really passionate about money. You guys preaching anymore? No. Murmur, 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 murmur. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great two weeks of sermons. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Would you say that money is the touchiest topic in church? Yes. You? Yeah, I think so. Like the the uh, the other topic that has like a lot of uh, emotions attached to it is sex. But I feel like every mm-hmm. time we address mm-hmm. that in relationship series, everyone is like thankful for yeah. it. Yeah. And so yeah. like freed up by it. With this topic, I feel like there is it brings up a lot of things that people don't know what to do with mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you, it's funny when you start a message about sex and people figure out, okay, we're talking about that today. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. I probably should. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But money, it's um, uh huh. Shut up. Do not talk to me about my money. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't talk to me angry. about this. Yeah, it's Daniel Dodd in the lobby, he. He said, like, this would be such a fun idea to attach a heart rate monitor to every person in the room <laughs> wow. and say, like, different topics for messages yeah. and have it read on the screen behind us, like, average heart rate and how much it starts to go up when you mention, like, we're talking about your money, finances, and possessions today. Yeah. Touchiest subject. And why? Yes. Why do you think that is? Mm. Because our hearts are so attached to it. That's why Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart will be. Mm. So you invest into Google, you're going to be really surprised how much your heart starts to care about Google. Right. Um, Wherever your treasure goes, there your heart follows. Like you want to know what you really value. You want to know who you really are. Check your credit card statement. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that will tell you everything you need to know about who you are. It's like, look where you spend your time and look where you give your treasure. And the reason for that is because it's not just money, it's not just transactions, you're not just buying stuff. Treasure and your heart are attached to each other, which is why I believe God invented giving. Yeah. Yes. Because he's trying to get our hearts at the end of the day. Not because he needs our hearts, but because he knows we need him to have our hearts. That's Mm. such an interesting point. Like we talked a few weeks ago about how we once a year go up and hang out with our our core group from college. Mm -hmm. And we talk about everything, Mm -hmm. like nothing's off the table. But I'm just picturing as you're you're saying that, us all bringing our credit card statements and putting them them down. Yeah. And just no shame, no condemnation, just going through and and looking at. And just talking about it. I don't, don't, maybe not even out of, 
like a conscious thought. I can't really think of times where we've talked about like our financial lives with the no. crew. Yeah. You just kind of don't no. even, and maybe, maybe just cause it's like a social thing you just don't bring up yeah. with people. But from like mm-hmm. an accountability standpoint, when have you ever been like, hey, are you like stewarding what God's giving yeah. you? Are you it holding money like that? You know? Because uh-huh. I listened to a conversation recently. I think it was Jonathan Pakluda, pastor yeah, now yeah. up in Waco. He's the best. And he was talking about a group of guys that he's in a circle with, like his group. Mm-hmm. And he's the only pastor and they're all like business guys, but they mm-hmm. talk all the time. And he says for big purchases, he's like, I'm about to buy a truck. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just got off a Zoom call with them yesterday wow. I love that. because I said for my wife and I here's where we are financially mm-hmm. here's here's the truck here's the need here's the is there a perception issue is there a do you think this is good stewardship we obviously need a truck yeah. um mm. what well, and let them speak into wow. it yeah and not to like be the tell them no on everything no. when he wants to say yes to everything it's actually just kind of quite the opposite. It's, hey, can we just not have this? Yeah. Can I not make this in isolation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's that's wisdom cool. in a multitude of counselors, especially yeah. people that you trust. But I was like, man, that's interesting because I've never done something like that no. with you guys with you, at all. Yeah. I feel like, like we talked yeah. through like, hey, here's my insurance. going to yeah. give me this much money for my car because it got totaled. That type of we stuff. Just, like, we what's had the that? smartest thing we should do here? What do you think? But yeah. it's right. not like... Yeah, I had a conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably the closest thing. Yeah. That was a month ago. Right. My car got totaled by hail. Mm-hmm. And um, my car's kind of under the hood. I know that thing's four cylinders, but it's it's, it's kind of barely... The check engine light's been on for three years. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> nobody can get it to turn that's, off for uh, more than 24 that's hours. Normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. But it's paid off. Mm-hmm. And so a hailstorm totaled it, mm-hmm. and the windshield was shattered. And so then the question was, okay, we'll get a check from insurance. Do I, do I get a new car now, even though yeah. this one's been paid off? Or what would you guys do? Would you? Right. Here's our situation. Right. We just had to buy Sam a new car because of that accident that she was in. Um, and we, uh, at the end of the day, I was like, I was like, guys, what do you think? Can I get this? And it was kind of, it was yeah. like, no, you could, absolutely. Um, but that car's paid off. You could just buy a new windshield, let mm. the sun take the dents out of the car and uh, keep saving. And then one or two years from now, actually like pay cash for a new car. Because mm. for me and Sam, we've always wanted to do our best to avoid car payments as much as possible. Um, oh, Dave Ramsey would love that. Yeah, he oh, would. Yeah. He He's would. Shout out to him. Right now. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, that was like the closest. Yeah. 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 It's not a big topic of conversation. It's just socially unacceptable to bring that up with people. Yeah. And that's probably causes a lot of problems. Because it's not like you need to know everybody's business, but your close friends, it is an important part of your life. Yeah. But let's say like you want like a brand new, you know, Ford Raptor. You (laughs) can talk yourself, you can talk yourself into that and convince yourself it's good stewardship so fast. Yeah. Even if you can't afford it. If you can afford it all, like go buy a Raptor. That's awesome. Yeah. But if you're the guy who can't, yeah. how quickly you can talk yourself into oh, it. Like, no, yeah. this is a good investment. Yeah, this well, it's, is an it's investment. interesting because yeah. we get, as a church, we get a lot of people who at, like request help financially. They're in mm-hmm. a crisis or they're having yeah. trouble paying rent or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of the common story for people is I've just never had anybody like with me in this. I've never had somebody teach me yeah. how to manage money or I don't have somebody to bounce these ideas off of. And so I've just had yeah. to figure this out on my own mm-hmm. and... I'm not a financial expert, so it's led me to a place of financial struggle. And how much 
better off we'd be if we yeah. invited people in or if people were given more mentorship or if in high school we had learned like how to manage money right yes all the stuff we learned yeah. European yeah, it's wild that history or something. Even then the church, we try to step in. <laughs> not, and, a, not a name of a class, I don't know. <laughs> we try to so, step in and go, hey, we're going to teach you about money now. And everybody goes, you can't do that. Like, yeah. Not everybody, but a lot of people's heart posture yeah. is you can't do that, which is, it, to me, it illuminates that we just have done such a terrible job across the board of taking the stigma off of money. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. the bummer is you're going to get discipled by something. Yeah. So if you don't have if if you don't have uh, family to teach you or church to teach you how to steward your money, the world and TikTok is going to teach you how to steward totally. your money, and it's yeah. not going to go well. No, because most of those people have a lot of money and probably aren't great at yeah. stewarding it. And, and they're going to the tell you place. you can become a millionaire without ever getting a real job. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which isn't how it works. Yeah. A very small amount of people. Dude, and uh -huh. so so we bring it up. Doug brings it up two weeks ago, and everybody's heart rate goes up yeah. i just think it's really really telling yeah that we can't just um like t it's almost it's almost like there's like a blanket covering this topic yeah and anytime you take it off and turn the light on everybody goes no 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 no, no, no. yeah the church Don't shouldn't talk it. about this i think a lot of people that um think that like well the bible probably doesn't teach anything about managing your money you know it's like what yeah. where why does church have a place to tell me about yeah. managing my money right which is just a misunderstanding because the Bible teaches a it's ton of absolutely finances, like one of the major topics, and of it's scripture. hugely yeah. helpful. Uh -huh. But people are so resistant, and I think that's kind of back to that question of why do you think church and money mm. are such like opposing forces yeah, in that's people's a good minds, question. or it gets brought up in church, and that's the one place you better not talk about this. Right, right, right. Why is that? I'm trying to figure that out because. I know there's a lot of church hurt. Like we, we have a church with a lot of people who have been hurt by the church in the past. I've said this recently, but in our day and age, church yeah. hurt is now digitally contagious. Yeah. And so yeah. you watch a documentary about a church um, scandal or uh, a podcast about that pastor or that church. Yeah. And like you said this a couple months ago, for the last two years, you've been having more pastoral meetings to clean up. I mean, shrapnel a little bit from yeah. people who listen to podcasts and watch documentaries and have church hurt because of it. Then you have meetings about Jesus. Yeah, There's yeah. so much church hurt. And some of that's because you were actually hurt by it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that's because there's this perception of the church is a bad steward because we all know stories about, well, that church over there. Right. Or my friend has a story about his dad's church and yeah. this is what happened. Yeah. And I think this is what... This is always a, the goal for me when it comes to talking about money in church. And it's not to give to Red Rocks. That's why we give five examples of other churches to give to. Yeah. Um, and we always say we're trying to build a generous generation of Christians, not just pay some bills and keep the lights on in our building. That is a puny and small vision. Mm -hmm. If this right. world saw a generous generation of Christians, truly, mm -hmm. if every Christian who follows Jesus tithe, there's no world hunger, right. there's no poverty, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and the goal is to get people to think that way. And so it comes down to disarming people. Yeah. When we do Baptism Sunday, we always challenge people and invite people, if you've never been baptized but you're a follower of Jesus, get baptized today. Yeah. You weren't expecting to do this when you drove here. Well, I can't because I don't have a change of clothes. Oh, we got a change of clothes. Yeah. Oh, but I, my skin will get dry. Like, oh, we got face lotion. Yeah. Every excuse you have we are going to 
take from you. Mm -hmm. So that at the end of the day, you are left, you come face to face with the real reason you're either gonna do this or not do mm -hmm. this. And I try to do that. I think we do a good job of doing that with money also. Every excuse you have to not be a generous person, I want to in some ways play chess with you yeah. and make that move before you get to that square yeah. and remove mm -hmm. that excuse from you. So at the end of the day, you come face to face with the real reason mm. you don't live as generous, as deep in your heart you know you should. And I believe for all of us, and this includes Christians and like, let's just talk about Christians, but even us, like pastors, everybody to an extent, deep in your heart, there's, there's a couple of fears or one of them's a love and one of them's a fear. Yeah. I love money and I don't fully trust God. Yeah. And it's way easier to say the church is a bad steward or I, I heard that, right. that so podcast right. and, so good, and well, my friend had, okay, you're set. It's almost easier, like subconsciously, you're creating a narrative that that's why you're not giving. Yeah. So you don't have to fess up to the fact that like, no, I'm not giving because I, I love money and it's I don't so, fully trust so God and I'm not, I'm not fully stewarding what mm -hmm. I've been given yeah. right now. Well, in the media, we'll hear a story of a church where there's some sort of embezzlement or corruption financially and that, that story will get told. Oh, and yeah. then everyone just goes, Real see, quick. Yeah. That's, that's why I don't give to a church. When the media will never tell, tell you the story of hundreds and thousands, tens mm -hmm. of thousands, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands. maybe even millions, Let's tens, say millions tens of, hundreds. of churches that, that generously <laughs> yes. give and steward Dude, a budget yeah. with honesty and integrity. And uh, it's unfortunate. I, there was either last year or the year before that it was a stat that the church in America outgave the government. Outgave, yeah. yep. <laughs> but no, By no far. media outlet just latched onto that story. Well, yeah, faithfulness doesn't make the news. Right. right. Remember in The Hangover when Alan has that line? I don't watch PG-13 or R. Oh, of course <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. Passion uh, of the Christ. Tell me about it, though. I'm interested to see if... Do you remember what it, when, what's relates. the context where Alan says, yeah, that's why I've managed to stay single all of these years? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, really, Zach? Alan, that's why? Oh, that's really, why? that's why you're single? <laughs> yeah. This is Zach Galifianakis' character? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I managed to stay single. Oh, really, that's, <laughs> that's why you're it. single? That's the it's problem. kind of the same thing, and I could yeah. ask my same, myself this question in the mirror, too. Yeah. But I, you kind of want to, in a sarcastic way, pose that to everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, yeah, that's why I don't give. Oh, really? That's why that's you why? don't give? Oh, yeah. because of that? Oh, that story? That's why you don't give? Yeah. You're telling yourself that. I think on surface level, you believe that. Mm -hmm. But if you really get honest and look, like, no, I, I, I'm scared and yeah. I love money. And of course, like, yeah. it's why, why, like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, right. Like, you, you work hard for it. Right. You need it. Your quality of life goes up. Mm. And it's like a carrot on a stick, you know, imagery too, where you think, if I get a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, I will find what my heart is truly looking for. Yeah. And that's like that, you know, only the people who have gotten everything there is to get mm -hmm. and still realize I haven't found what I'm looking for, know what everybody else just sort of in theory knows, but still wants to try. Mm -hmm. If I get a little bit more, so of course you love yeah. money. And I think Jesus even knows that, which is why he's like, I want to go there. Well, it's, and he I made it very clear. That. The number one thing that will keep you from loving God is loving money. Yes. Right. And that's why he got in everybody's face about it. Oh, for yeah. your own good. Yeah. But it's offensive when you hear that. Yeah. You don't like to be told no. that you probably love money. But yeah. And I think that teaching when through the lens of Jesus and with his heart for people, like that there's a higher calling like you talked about. Like, okay, cool that you haven't murdered someone, but I don't want you to live an angry life. Yeah. yeah. And be like owned by that. Same thing. I 
I don't want you to be filled with greed mm-hmm. or financial stress and worry all the time. I want you to be free mm-hmm. in this area of your life. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing to people because you look at a world where like the appetite of greed has no end. We live in a world where because of greed, people literally sell other people wow. as property. They will profit off anything possible, like the most dark, mm. depraved things. Yes. And it's fueled by money. Yep. And so I think we we can see that on the big picture, but then when it's our own hearts, and it's obviously not on that scale, but it's the things in our lives that it's like, well, I'll do this, this, and this for money, or yeah. I will not do this, this, and this, give or help yeah. somebody else for money. It's really hard to hear that, but it's for, for the freedom of us and for the freedom of our communities and the freedom of our world when we actually hear what Jesus meant well, yeah. talking about finances. Yeah, it's so good. Let me man. ask you guys this. In your personal lives, mm-hmm. yeah. when did you first make the decision to tithe? And what was that like? Um, that was right when me and Sam got married. So before mm-hmm. that... And I also want to acknowledge, I understand the heart of this completely. Before that, I was generous in every other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like, God, I gave up dreams to follow a calling I feel in my heart to yeah. build the church and be a, an intern youth pastor in Laguna where we made nothing, you know, to work mm-hmm. at this job where I made $100 a month, yeah. which is $1,200 a year, you know, mm-hmm. um, gave my time. Yeah. left and right, worked like crazy to try to, to serve at the church and build the church, mm-hmm. um, but hardly had like any money to give. So I, n- I never really even thought about like, right. well, I'm just a generous person in every other way. And one day when I have yeah. you know, more money, I'll mm-hmm. get more money. And my heart was like, no, I'm, I really think I really want to do that. It's not just an excuse. I just don't yeah. have anything yeah. right now. Yeah. But then we got married and it was kind of like a when you, when you go through crazy transitions in your life, it's a great time to capitalize on making other big changes. Mm-hmm. So like you move houses or you move cities, yeah. hey, might as well make some other big changes mm-hmm. to like, let's make this a whole new chapter for you. Good. Let's redefine your values. And so we got married and that was always just um, right away. And even though we got married and I was making $12,000 a year and Sam was in between jobs, that was right before she started working at Mm-hmm. friends first and mm-hmm. then she was at forever 21 for a little bit yeah. and i was doing graphic design on the side and we were like you yeah. know what one day and i think we had examples of people that we just saw like mom and dad yeah. you know your mom and dad mm-hmm. um couples who when we got married we were like we have some north stars and all of them are generous and also all of them live very blessed lives mm-hmm. and i actually think that's god's vision mm-hmm. like he wants you to bless others and just and be blessed yeah. and do both of those things at the same time. Mm. And you decide in that season when mm. you've got like nothing to give, this is who we will be. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than one day when we have a lot, we'll, we'll decide this is who we're becoming. You're never going to do that. Right. You will yeah. never be able to afford to tithe yeah. until you start tithing. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. You yeah. will never afford to be able to be generous until you start living generous like it start it, it it starts with you and your obedience mm-hmm. and then it's god with the outcome yeah right, right and right. we always want to flip that and go god as soon as you bring the outcome i'll start to be right a little bit more obedient right. but that's what i i told people this past weekend i said um stop praying for money 
and start practicing yeah. stewardship. stewardship. Mm-hmm. That's the mind shift. And it's mm-hmm. the reason it's good news is because it puts the ownership and responsibility completely on you to not wait for other people to fix it, to not yeah. wait for the church to solve it for you, yeah. to not wait for God to bring more money to you. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're waiting and you're powerless. Yeah. You're like a victim because you can't do anything until somebody else helps you. Right. You actually have power to be a good steward. Yeah. And when you realize that, regardless of the amount that you have, mm-hmm. that's when I feel like it starts to get God's attention. Yeah. Yeah. And you move from a place of being disempowered to empowerment. And there's something, there's something contagious about that. And it, it works like dominoes. Like you, you sign up, you, you start tithing. And then the next thing you know, you're yeah. is like second step, third step, fourth step. That's what it was for me. My answer is, uh, and this is a little embarrassing, but it might resonate with some people. I didn't start really tithing like systematically until I had a job with a salary. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. before that, when I was like working at a gym, you know, for 12 bucks an hour, I never knew what my paycheck was going to be. Yeah. And so my mindset just wasn't there. It was just like, well, I'll just give, you know, like I'll show up to a church and if I have a $20 yeah. bill in my pocket, I'll, yeah. I'll give it or right. whatever, which is, that's a great start, right? For sure. Um, I needed it to be systematic in my mind that I knew um, my, my first like salary job, I got $35,000. Mm-hmm. And so I knew, okay, 3500 $3, $3, is what mm-hmm. I'm going to pay every, every year. Right. And as soon as I had that and I could just set it up as like reoccurring giving where I didn't even see it or mm-hmm. touch it, I'm very good at being generous when I have my hands like completely off of it. But mm-hmm. if it's a decision that I have to make yeah. like every day, yeah. I'm not so good at it. I said this during the close this week. You like don't even want it to touch your bank account. I don't want to see yeah. it, man. Uh-huh. And I like, there's good and bad to that, right? Like there's like the, I want to be the person that's just generous and feels generous every single day. I'm not always that. And so for me, I have to put up structures in my life. And um, that reoccurring giving is such a great way to do yeah. that. Because <clears throat> um, then I, I tithe and I don't even think about it. Take the emotion out of a decision that Dude, I have to, man. Yeah, that's good. What about you? <clears throat> I, yeah, I think, I mean, my childhood, you know, we'd get an allowance and that was something we were taught. But then when you're in high school and college and you don't have a lot of money, like I had jobs, so I made money, but sure. I just thought like, oh, I'm this struggling student. Yeah. Right. I wish at that point that I had actually decided then. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how much, like I just got, you know, $100 of tips last night. Yeah, but I'm going to tie on that. We were up in Denver earlier this year for our all staff, everybody together for all Red Rocks. And I was part of a team in this game and we all won a gift card or something like that. And there was an intern who was on my team and I heard him say he's like won a hundred dollar gift card. And he said to himself, he was like, okay, I'm going to tithe $10. And I was like, wow, good for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that this is such a principle in your mind that I'm going to always, whatever I get, give back. Yeah. And I wish I had, did you adopt that earlier? Yeah, I did because of him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I it wasn't until I had a salary job because yeah. I started working at a church. That was my first real job. And that was just part of like, hey, you work here now and we yeah. teach our church tithing. So we do that as a staff because mm-hmm. we're going to ask people that go here, we're going to do that. My first salary was $25,000. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like that's that's painful. Oh, yeah. And then Steph and I, oh, yeah. We got engaged. Um, you know, early in my time working there, and we had premarital counseling with uh, Dan and Kim, these awesome people that were mm-hmm. pastors at the church. And I remember we had a week where we met with them to talk about finances, and I was embarrassed because Steph and I had never really talked about it. 
and I knew we had to make a budget together and talk yeah. about what it would look like. And you know, I had this $25,000 ministry salary, which is kind of like, you probably should have talked about that kind of stuff with each other at this mm -hmm. point. But they, they taught us, like they were saying it as like, this is a fact, like, okay, so you're gonna build your budget. Let's talk about, okay, without that first 10%, mm. cause you will give that. Right. That's just what you do. And I'm thankful. It was like kind of hard hearing that in the moment of like, this won't be a choice for us. We're just gonna do this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But we learned to operate off a of 90% of not a lot of money that we made and we did it. Yeah. And then it has become a thing. And I think the, to go to the other side of the danger of it becoming just emotion is I need to stop myself sometimes and look around our church or see that on my budgeting app that I use when my tithe gets taken out and yeah. stop and like reflect on it for a second rather yeah, than yeah. either just kind of be like, oh yeah, or kind of like, oh yeah, we do that every single month. Yeah. But yeah. To, to see that again, it's like, God, I'm thankful that you taught me this principle yeah, that's so and I need good, to look man. at all the blessing in my life, you know, not all tangibly, mm -hmm. right. um, but the peace and freedom that Steph mm -hmm. and I have found because I credit Dan and Kim in that meeting we had mm that Steph and I have never fought about money. We have fought about literally everything else, mm -hmm. but we yeah. have not fought about money because it was, it was just a decision that was made before we were even married. This is how yeah. we operate with this. Yeah. And that has made such a difference <clears throat> in our lives to not let it fuel our decisions and everything be about how we can maximize the most money and what's the best money decision for us, yeah. but yeah. what's God called us to. Yeah. But it came with a hard entry point of yeah, learning man. that. That's one of my favorite sermons you've ever given uh, was from our first year uh, 2019, you talked about the mobile mini, right? Oh yeah. You, you yeah. do it. Cause I'll get, I'll get it wrong. But, uh, the idea was, well, I think we paid like 200 bucks a month or something for yeah. it. And there was, yeah. So we had a shipping container outside of the church right. or the building where we planted our church set mm -hmm. up, tear down. And I was paid the bill for the church for yeah. that shipping container every month. Mm -hmm. And it was the exact same amount that I tithed yeah. that same 10 as 10%, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there was a beginning part because you're starting to see this church grow and all these cool things. Yeah. And you're like, and my tithe check's paying for that stupid shipping container, yeah. you know, but that was another good lesson in freedom financially mm -hmm. for me, because I was like, no, that actually serves a huge purpose here. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like to think, well, all my money just goes to the big, exciting thing out in the world and feeding yeah. the kids. And that's all awesome. But somebody's got to pay for that shipping container so right. that the yeah. stuff can safely be stored so that we can set uh -huh. up church and have services where we get uh -huh. to preach the gospel and That's bring so people good, to know man. Jesus and open people's minds up and hearts up to generosity yeah. and tithing and all these things so that we can then go be that generous generation. Man. And part of that starts with that shipping container. So that first year of our church, I learned that a new lesson in giving and it was really, really good. What I'm feeling in this conversation, what's coming up for me is um, because I have to be so systematic about it, Mm -hmm. and just set up this recurring giving and not think about it. Mm -hmm. I don't take enough time to then stop and think about it. So yeah. I don't take enough time to stop and go, okay, but look what mm. my money is going towards. Yeah. Look at all these salvations we had this year. Yeah. Yeah. Look at all these baptisms we had this year. Um, look at all of the, like everything that goes into this mm -hmm. church and this place and this podcast and everything that, that we get to do. Um, so, if for the people watching this who are are more like me that have to like can kind of compartmentalize this yep. to force yourself to be generous um great but also like stop every once in a while mm -hmm. and allow yourself to be like hey but also look what we're building like yeah. this is the most beautiful yeah. thing in the world this yeah. is so fun yeah you know and see how you've changed you know yep. you've changed over years of doing that yeah, because it's man. just been baked into you as a principle and so you are a freer person than you were that's right 10 years ago that's right oh yeah that's so true man yeah it absolutely begins to change you but it's crazy man i uh because i remember not learning really how to make a budget 
and not learning mm -hmm. about um, so much of how money really works in the real world. Yeah, yeah. Until after school was over. Yeah, and uh, so many good things about the education system sure. and teachers. Obviously, sure. it could go on for days. Yeah, but obviously some flaws too. Yeah, of course. And so funny for me in college, in Calc 1, Calc 2, Calc 3, and Linear Algebra, I got an average of 97%. Jeez. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I've used it for nothing. Probably not. Hilarious. Yeah. And all my school, mm -hmm. nobody told me how to make a budget. Yeah. Yep. Nobody told me about how money works when you buy a house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how insurance and or interest in principal yeah. and how to pay it off faster or investing taxes. or how to do your taxes. Yeah. Yeah. All of those kinds of things, you really need to take the initiative and be a student and go yeah. learn and mm -hmm. go yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Well, you and know, a lack of education about those things co colliding with the internet age, I think has made it worse for people. Yeah. Because you don't have to balance a checkbook because you have a bank system online that just tells right, you yeah. it does yeah, it right, for you yeah, right but that means that more pe people pay less attention oh so dude. It, it, you feel it less when you since, swipe a card since right? the message a few days ago i've gotten like four or five emails mm. from people saying all of them making 150k or above mm. yeah previously like over the last few years living paycheck to paycheck wow wow so yeah. I gave the stat in the message, 65% yeah. of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And once again, it's like the chess game. Yep. And I, yeah. I could just feel mm -hmm. the, like some oh, people in the yeah. room just like, so you're gonna pick on single moms? And I go, yeah. no, Right. that's a small percentage of that. Mm -hmm. And we help them. Right. Mm -hmm. The big majority of that 65%, yeah. it's not because you don't make enough. It's because you can't steward it well. It's because you're not stewarding every yeah. dollar. And maybe right. you think you because you're mindful a little bit when right. you went to dinner and you didn't get the app. Yeah, right. Or you yeah. have in your mind a budget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you call you think that stewardship, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is actually way more involved than I think you mm -hmm. you realize. Yep. And when you when you acknowledge that and learn it, you're gonna find out. Oh yeah. Um this whole thing about even the word tithe and i made the joke it's like a cuss word like do you beep tithe in 2023 is a cuss word yeah. for all the reasons we just talked about but one thing i've learned a lot over the last two weeks of studying and the cliff notes of it is this that money is like all of creation money is fallen mm. yeah and that was good. everything is now subject to the curse of sin mm. until it's redeemed and blessed by god <laughs> and that's true of money and that's true of your that's true of your paycheck mm -hmm. and god's design to fix that is the 10th, Wow! is his idea. And yeah. he's saying, you honor me with the first 10th of that, mm -hmm. and I will bless the other 90%. Yeah. And so we say stuff like, God, do you know what I could do with that 10%? Yeah. And he would say, do you have any idea what I could do with it? Yeah. Trust me and try me and <clears throat> test me. This is the only time in scripture God says, test me. Mm -hmm. And he says, find out firsthand that living 90% that's blessed Will get you so much farther and wow. do so much more for you than a hundred percent that's not blessed that's wow. fallen and on paper to any accountant that doesn't make sense mm -hmm. right it's it's crazy until you start doing it mm -hmm. yeah. and then you find like what our friend chad says about like the yoke of jesus walk with me work with me watch how i do it yeah. the unforced rhythms of grace yoke yourself to jesus and part of that is this tenth yeah. and you will find yourself at the end of the day doing more mm -hmm. with more left over at the end. Wow. Mm -hmm.
and wondering what the heck just happened. Uh -huh. You're crazy until you do it. Yeah. And then you were crazy for not. Dude, that's every Jesus story mm -hmm. there is. Think, uh, multiplication of the food is the easiest example. Yeah. Um, but his disciples had to just be like, how are we doing? Like there is yeah. something else going on yeah. here. Yeah, dude. Because when you bring Jesus into the equation, we're not talking about simple math. Mm -hmm. there's, all, there's, this, there's this variable that you can't account for where things just get multiplied in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, an avocado. <clears throat> yeah. If you eat that avocado, you'll have one avocado. Hmm. But somewhere along the way, somebody said something that sounded crazy to everybody else. Hey, don't eat that. Let's bury it in the ground. Let's yeah. plant it. Mm -hmm. And that avocado will produce upwards of 120,000 other avocados yeah. in its lifetime. Jeez. For as long as it's an avocado tree. <sighs> so you have 10 out of 10 avocados. Mm. Well, conventional wisdom would tell you, keep 10. That's how you have the most, is yeah. keep all of them. Don't give any of them. Yeah. But you keep nine and then plant oh, one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It actually is... Something there's something to how God wired the wired creation that you plant, you plant that seed, yeah, and life whispers to it like wake up, and mm -hmm. grow and multiply, yeah. And the same thing is true like with that for every ten dollars you plant and you sow one, yeah. Something about God's creation whispers yeah. to that dollar wake up, and grow, That's and multiply. So good, Last question, how do you and you have done this, but I think it's just good to put more language to it. Communicating that where it doesn't fall on the side of what I think a lot of people's church baggage is, well, you're telling me if I give here, then I'm going to get more. A right. gift to get prosperity mentality. Right. Yeah. So there's that end of the pendulum. The other side is, of course, always like Christians should be poor yeah. and pastors should be the poorest of the poor. Yeah, right. You shouldn't have money. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Jesus is not talking about that. There's a deeper heart level to it. But how do you put language to like, God will do more mm -hmm. in your life, but that may not mean that you make more money. Yeah, right. That may not mean that you get more financial blessing in your life. It will come in different ways. Yeah. How do you put language to that for people? Because I think that pendulum swing holds a lot of people's baggage when yeah. it comes to church. I'll money. start and then you go. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that pendulum swing is huge. I, when In college, when we got serious about following Jesus, um, a lot of the, the people I w was listening to was very much from the, the poverty gospel mm -hmm. side of it, where it was like almost holier to have nothing and and better like like the verse that i would like hold on to is go sell everything that you have and and follow right. me um and i would do that and it was there's something like very freeing mm -hmm. to that it's also um and there's a whole lot of theology that we don't have time to get into of why jesus was saying that to the rich young ruler mm -hmm. and all of that um not a great long-term play if you're trying to make a big impact in in the kingdom of heaven right um and so having to then look at the other side of the pendulum and be like, okay, but obviously like a, a pastor with a bunch of private jets or whatever, like we all understand that that's not right either, right. you know? And so, yes. so where, I'm trying where to get is, one though. Just I one. know if you have one, it's cool. trying to get a private jet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you travel that much? Nope. Okay. <laughs> other seems cool to have. It would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> so like where Red is this hair. middle ground, right? <laughs> yeah. Red rocks hair. <laughs> Picture Imagine. of you on the... On the God. on the side of the plane, it's probably happened. All right, for sure. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, yes. And that we're trying. That's one of the things but we're trying to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Of like, hey, if I actually got smart about some investments, for example, I could free myself up to do more ministry, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't. Right. And so there's there's um, both sides. There there's this middle ground 
um, that I'm always trying to, to go after. And, um, yeah, I, it's not, it's not a one size fits all for everybody. That's what I have learned that we have people in the church who are incredibly good, like gifted at making a ton of money, like more money than, than I'll be able to, to make. And they are gifted with that and they do some incredible things for the kingdom with it. And to that person, I'm like, go do it. Like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then we have other people who are like phenomenal at, at giving of all of their time that they, that they have to just serve and um, their bank account's going to look very different, and yet they're making such an impact for the kingdom in their own way. So I think a lot of this is getting to know uh, the way that God's gifted you and learning mm-hmm. to be generous with what you have. You said this. It was so good. Um, when it comes to the, the parable of the sower, it was less about like giftings and talent and more about stewardship. Right. And I, I mm. uh, resonate with that because I have... have always felt like I'm not the most gifted person. I'm not the most talented person, but man, I can steward what I have really well. And so I'm just going to to focus on doing that. And so I think that's where all the purpose is for me of just realizing in my life, like I, I, I get spoiled when it comes to purpose. I'm rich when it comes to having opportunities to make change and help people experience life change. Um, I'm rich when it comes to, to, to purpose. And that's, that's enough for me, you know? So that's, those are my thoughts, but you go on that one. Yeah. The pendulum swing between the prosperity gospel and the poverty. We can gospel. also talk about this more next time. Cause I do think there is a line somewhere yeah. when it comes to Christians and pastors and churches and yeah. stewardship. And there are some things that it's like, ah, this maybe have, has gone too far this For way. For sure. Agreed. So we can we can break into more of that next time. So don't feel like you have to explain okay. the entire... Okay, okay, then I won't. Yeah. But let's do this next time. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those like very specific examples let's go. of mm-hmm. why there's a needed conversation and why some people are hurt and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, why that can cause us then to swing it to the other side uh-huh. ra- and overcorrect totally. rather yeah. than just correct. Dude. Yeah. Um, so we will talk about that. But I will answer, you said one question about, like, well, how do you determine, like, what God is going to bless you with in return? Mm-hmm. And how do you get out of your mind this idea of, like, okay, if I do this, God, you'll do this? Because the danger is making God's promise where he says, test me and try me. So bring your tithe to the church and see that I won't open the floodgates of heaven a blessing on your life. Is a verse in the Bible, yeah. is yeah. scripture. Mm-hmm. So how do you read that and apply it without turning it into like a formula? Good. Where the more That's I do this, question. the more God is going to bless me. Yeah. Um, the best answer I have for that is I think relationship over religion is what solves that. Yeah. So you're doing that not based on religion or a, a formula. Mm-hmm. You're doing that based on I have a relationship with my heavenly father who knows what I need and even knows what I want and seek first his kingdom and all these things will be given to you. And so I think you just do your best to do it God's way and then trust that God will bless you, but never put expectations on exactly how. Hmm. And I think we're really careful about not preaching exactly how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know better than that. That's way above our pay grade. Whatever God's cocktail of blessing is that he wants to pour out on you. Yeah. Um, our finance is part of that. Yeah. They're not all of that. Right. Sometimes it's peace. Mm-hmm. You don't need a new, you don't need a plane. You need peace. 
Well, you know what I mean. Well, you are you saying that for me? <laughs> no, I'm saying generically to somebody who's <laughs> not as peaceful. Yeah, yeah, as you. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's already got that one figured out. Now I need a plane. You're the, you're the most peaceful guy I've ever met in my life. This time, let's get this guy a plane. Let's get this guy a plane. No, but it's. Uh, Dude, then you'll put that on the purchase list for the After Thoughts <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah plane, we can make that happen. I, see if they can. I don't know if Amazon Prime, but yeah. we'll see. You know, it's all the fruit of the spirit and the favor of God. Yeah, and yeah, finances is is part of that. Yeah, right. But don't yeah. don't make that everything. Let mm. God let God be in charge of the outcome, mm-hmm. and then we're just we're yeah, just in good, charge man. of the obedience part. Yeah, you know, and okay. and like trust Him. Like God, you're my once again relationship. Yeah. There's a trust there, and there's in a way where there's not when it's religion. Yeah. There's a trust. I have a relationship with my heavenly Father, and at the end of the day, I want God what you want from me most, more than what I just want now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk more about that next time. Yeah, let's do it. Because there's a lot. Oh man, there we can get into. Might get a little edgy. Yeah. Okay. Because you start getting into things like identity, edgy episode. You know, and and how Jesus is always going after the heart. And so that's why certain people, he calls certain people to do certain things and other people to do other things. Mm -hmm. And there's really rich people in the Bible who are funding Jesus's movement. And like, there's a whole lot here. So be back here next week. Wow. More talking about money. Yeah. Can't wait. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week talking more about money and share this. Subscribe. Smash the like button. We'll get that back next week. The hammer. Okay. Boom. (laughs) Have a great week.